This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a couple's trip that needs some fun plans, an internship guy who needs to meet new friends, and lots of news. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, San York Labs, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been hearing from you, the listeners, a lot lately, um, especially over Instagram. Oh, whoo, does it feel good. It is every time, and, and here's what you got to do. I tell you, you think that we're done pushing this. No, I'm not done. I want it bigger. I want that Joe Rogan mantle. I want to be up there in the numbers. And I need you, the listener, to help me out. Because if you're enjoying, someone you know is probably going to enjoy, just like a fix-up. It's you trust that your friends and you are friends for a reason, that you like the similar type of stuff. So take a screenshot Make it your Instagram story. Oh, that feels good. Every time you make it your Instagram story, it's as if you went into the closet, you took out a five-foot goose feather, and I just stood, and I just laid down with my legs, ankles to my ears, and you just went up and down the seam of my nuts. Full feathering from anus to shaft, shaft to anus. Tell a friend... Tell a friend, screenshot, make your Instagram story, your Snapchat story. Let people know what you're listening to. Very excited uh, about today's guest. So funny. Been trying to get him on for a bit. Um, Excited to have him here today. Matt Ruby, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, So funny. Uh, Go follow him. Twitter at Matt Ruby. Instagram at Ruby Matt. What's going on, buddy? Uh, just living life, trying to enjoy spring. Yeah, know, being li- being my best self. You know being how I am. Best self. <laughs> yeah, sure. that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> sure. Being your best self. Thank God, I've finally found the right podcast. For this me. is it. And you have an album out. I do. It's out there. How long ago did you tape it? Uh, a year ago. See, this is a good time to buy the album because, like, true. you could hypothetically be coming to someone's town. Mm-hmm. And they could have this relationship with you via this album, and then they'll get to see a whole new hour if they see you live. Totally true. I'm not doing any of that material. Also, you know, it's interesting. Now that's a year old, I think I kind of predicted some stuff. Some really? Of the, some of this Me Too stuff. I, I had some you bits saw it there. coming. I had some uh, ideas that I think covered some similar ground. This is a soothsayer. You knew it was out there. I think we all knew it was out there. <laughs> the album <laughs> is called Hot Flashes. And it's on iTunes, and you can find it anywhere like Amazon, anywhere they sell albums. Everywhere all that, that streams music, you'll and get it. It's a good break. Some of you, are, some of you, write me, and you're like, "Oh, I'm listening on road trips or gym." The the, the comedy album is a good. Um, what do they call it? The a palate cleanser. A palate cleanser, complimentary good. Mm. Peanut butter jelly podcast. <laughs> 
comedy album. It's, I like, think... it's like the William H. Macy of listening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good supporting actor to have in the mix. Totally. And, it, you know, sometimes you can be like, oh, I've been listening to this J Train guy for all year. You know, he's answered all these emails. Oh, let me get in a comedy album. Let me yeah. feel. And what it does, I've listened to a lot of comedy, comedy albums like on the road or while I'm flying or something. It feels like you're in the room. Like you're quietly just sitting there in the back like alone. Like a lurker. A lurker. Yeah. So Hot Flash is the album. At Ruby Matt on Instagram, at Matt Ruby on Twitter. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's get into it. Let's, let's solve some some problems. Let's save some lives. Let's do it. We got Shelby here on the ones and twos. You ready to go? All set. <laughs> A lot of excitement out of you. Perfect. Uh, shitty summer internship. Uh huh. Did you ever have an internship? I did. What'd you do? Uh, I was living in Chicago. Uh, I was an intern at uh, the Chicago Tribune, like radio, audio sort of division before podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Chicago Tribune radio. I feel like I used to listen to shows. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think they were doing like financial news and you know, like maybe some sports stuff or things. I barely even remember it because I'm old. But like, uh, there was some drama at that job. I remember this. Cause, Why? Uh, well, I was doing it for like college credit, and part of the class where I got the credit, I had to write up a, a journal of like every day at work and any mm. sort of like work issues and things like that that were going on. And I did it. This was stupid on my part. I did it on the computer at work at the time without realizing that my boss had access to everything I had been typing like all summer long. Like Google Docs without you knowing. Yeah, this is before, you know, this is all like, you know, yeah, exactly. So I didn't know that someone was reading everything I was writing about all like the (coughs) scandal and drama and gossip in the (laughs) office and like power dynamics and things that I was going to like write a paper on at the end of the semester. You're just taking notes for this tell-all that you're about to write. basically. And then my my last day there, my exit interview or whatever, like my boss pulls me aside like, just so you know, if you're going to write things about people, you shouldn't be doing it on a place where they can read what you're right. Oh no. It was one of the most like you ever get busted on something, you just have no response. You, you know, like usually I could come up with an excuse. You I was just, just take like the... so busted that I was like, uh oh uh yeah, okay. I just like crawled out. I was thinking about that today. Doesn't it feel like no one takes like everyone it, has an excuse now. Excuse for everything. No one's just like my fucking bad. I did it. I shouldn't have done it and yeah. I did it and you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I, I think a lot has to do that we have this like social media aspect where like you're the PR agent for yourself. It's the brand of you. Yeah, and you got to be out there and it's like, well, I can't. How do I fucking fix this? You know, it's like back in the day you'd have like a, you know, a movie star would fuck up, they put out a, a statement and you'd be like, okay, cool, that was bullshit. That was written by someone else. It's also and no, we kind of do that for ourselves now. Yeah, and also no matter how wrong you are these days, you can find like ten thousand people to follow who agree with you. Yeah. Like there's some subreddit <laughs> thread that's going to back up whatever asinine theory you so, have about like, the world. So it's so much easier to convince yourself well, that like I don't know, I still think I might be right. Like what happened to you is like the today version is uh, tweeting "fuck my boss." Yeah. And then the boss being tipped off to your tweets, and then them being like, "You're fired." Yeah, I, I, somebody would take the side of, "Hey, that's his personal tweets. Yeah, I, he well, shouldn't I, be held responsible." I, I could be like, "I don't really like the way you're punching down right now, and <laughs> not considering my needs and my feelings in this." You, scenario. the boss, shouldn't yeah, be telling exactly. me to do this. Yes. You have a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. You don't have the right. I, I, I think the. I'm an impressed employee. Yeah, an impressed. <laughs> 
well, oppressed some and unimpressed. Some people will be on, you know, the oppressed employee. That's a thing that exists out there now too. Yeah, where was Bernie when I needed him? He needed some Bernie Bros. <laughs> I don't. I had an internship. I was. I. I did uh, J Records. I was an intern nice. there. Was that a Clive Davis? Yes. Nice. And Clive would walk in every now and again. He was a big, you know. He had an office, and he I would... feel like he's always been 112 years old. Yeah, perpetually old. There are those people. <laughs> yeah, like in the 60s, I think he was 110. He had that look <laughs> with the glasses. He would walk in. I would just like work a desk, like I would be at the front desk. They, you know, they move you around as an intern. Yeah. I remember one time he walked in. He would always walk in with like a bag, dragging a bag mm. behind him, and it was just full of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> filled with the bones of artists who yeah. didn't sell. <laughs> exactly. And it's like they would take on all the American Idol people. Mm-hmm. So like you had those early American Idol people you hear stories about. I, I don't know what the internship gets us nowadays. Like it feels like these internships, like I'm not sure if they're like more harmful than good. Yeah, it seems like a light has been shown upon them to be like some mild form of slave labor on some level of like, you know, how you how you take people and be like, yeah, we're not going to pay you now, but eventually something good will happen. And are you getting real experience if you're not getting paid? Because that's the real question. Like, are you if you're not getting paid, the whole incentive program that works that real life is based off of is off the table. So how real is this experience? I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think there's a lot of things that you're like, I don't know. Is this like college in general? Is that worth one hundred thirty thousand dollars of what people are paying for it? Like an internship? Are you really learning? Or like, like sometimes you're just like, okay, is this whole system just like sort of like made up to trick us into doing shit? That, like, there's <laughs> into no feeling real... good about it. Yeah, like, oh, I'm doing someone else's work for well, them, but like, what am I really getting out of this? I mean, how many times did maybe my boss look around and go, well, I'm not gonna fire him, but. We're going to get to the end of the summer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, that's not real life. You know, if you <laughs> fuck up at work, they're not going to be like, ah, you know, wait till the end of the summer when he goes on vacation. We'll just say not to come back. Well, yeah, even just knowing that at some point you're going to go away. Yeah. Like, imagine if that happened in relationships where it's like, yeah, this is automatically a three-month relationship no matter what. Like, how would that change the dynamic? Like, how much better a boyfriend would you be if you knew if that you no matter what, in three months that shit was over? You wouldn't like, even act like a I'll real be, boyfriend. I'll, I think I would be an amazing boyfriend. I'd be great. Oh, I'm the best three-month boyfriend you could ever fucking have. There's no amount of time. That's the perfect Perfect amount amount of time. time. That's the perfect amount of time until I'm like, ah, look at those girls on the subway. Like, you know, oh, I don't have to like meet family. I can just be in it until right at the edge and then pop out. Right until that serotonin stops popping and you're like, oh, this is like a real human being. And then (laughs) and then you get to bail out immediately. I think I think that might be the way. It's the same way when people complain about like Long distance relationships. I'm always mm. like, oh, that just sounds perfect to me. Perfect. Like, once a month, you meet, you hang out all weekend, you fuck. You Someone eat, out then, there uh, loving you without ever having to do anything for them. And then you get the rest of the month to be by yourself. Sure. Know, it sounds ideal. Shelby, you got something to say? On the paying thing. Mm. Um, like, I know I was an intern at Sirius XM and yeah. then I worked there after. And while I was an employee there and like an old Howard Stern intern, sued for like really like a big class action i got like emails about did you get any money i mean <laughs> you can't it's weird i was working there so it's weird to like you couldn't join. like sign up yeah oh, yeah sure and even like i put i'll I, join your revolution yeah. but i'm also going to be working for the the government and i did the math and it was like i would have gotten maybe a grand if i like did this whole but yeah, now well, after i yeah and after i left they started to 
pay interns. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Your incentive to join the revolution wasn't enough more than your payment to be working there for the revol- for the the oppressor. <laughs> That's everyone does the math. Everyone, whether we like it or not, every decision you make is related to, will this get me somewhere? Will this get me paid? And that's the honest truth there. You're like, well, it was just a thousand dollars. So what am I going to do? Lose my job that gets me paid in perpetuity? Yeah. I, w- I will say, if you get if you're getting college credit for something like that, then that to me seems way better than these people who are just like, I think it'll help me in life. My resume. You know? Yeah, like get get some credit. This guy writes J Train Feather Feather Tickle Tickle Feather. I'm moving down to South Carolina this summer for a shitty summer internship. I'm living a small town about an hour away from Myrtle Beach, two and a half hours from Charleston. I know zero people in the entire state. My questions are simple. What's the best way to quickly find friends in Myrtle Beach so I can stay there during weekends? That's a tough play. Uh, I'm not 21 until late June, so how do I go about meeting other college kids until then? How, basically, how do I go about approaching people by myself and explaining my situation without seeming weird? I have an unorthodox solution to this problem. This is the the this is the podcast of unorthodox solutions. I think this guy should start dealing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like, I think yeah. it's a very underrated way to make friends. It's an underrated. Uh, yeah, you like, have a like ho- you have a hobby in common. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, oh shit, there's this room full of strangers. What yeah. do I have to offer them? Well, maybe you have Molly yeah, in your pocket. You do, All of a sudden, look who's getting invited to Myrtle you Beach do every heroin? weekend. I do heroin. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we Let's need to go. Let's do it on the beach. I don't know if we need to go for the hard drugs, but sure. I'm just saying you got some nice party drugs floating around. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're not you're not a stranger. You're that guy who has stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's a good piece of advice. I mean, hobbies in general. You yes. know, if we want to, I mean, if we want to open that up to just taking on a hobby, yeah, sure. What kind of hobby would you? Shrooms recommend? on the beach. They, you know, people who do shrooms go to the beach and go to nature shit. So you might find a beach house that way. the The answer to this question is twofold. One, you start at the center of the wheel and you move your way out. The center of the wheel is where you're working. Okay, if you're doing, if you're going to another state where you know nobody for an internship, I have to assume, and this is a large assumption to make, is that there's an internship program. And that program has other people in similar situations to you. If that's not the case, I mean, you start at work, though. That's my thing. You say to people that you're in the program, don't be the guy that's like, you know, I'm cool at my school, so I'm not going to talk to these fucking losers at the program. Be involved in the people in the program. There's going to be young people. He needs people. a core. He needs a nucleus. Totally. He needs at least one other partner, someone who he can rock with. And someone there in the internship program is from the area or from the you know surrounding town or whatever it may be. Well, uh, two hours from Charleston seems like he really ain't going the to Charleston. middle of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he ain't going there. Myrtle Beach is his best bet an so hour I away. think get to Myrtle Beach as quickly as possible and meet someone there. I think I think it's more like, meet someone there, but I think in that internship program, you're gonna have other young people, other people. You want to go. But where are they? What is this place? I, in I the have middle no of idea. Nowhere? I, well, think, I think he's interning on a farm. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck he's doing. All the other farm hands just get together <laughs> and go for you know some uh, moonshine afterwards. You know, like I don't know. I think for them, uh, for this guy, you have to realize that anytime you're in an uncomfortable situation where you have to meet new people. You're not the only one doing that. It's very rare where it's just like you're the new guy and everyone else is already solid footing and you got nobody. Look for the other people in the similar situation to you and be like, hey, what's happening? 
And I think also if this guy is sort of shy or, or worried about stuff like this, maybe view it as like, hey, he's going to be out of there after the summer. Like, put on a mask a little bit. Be someone else. Yeah. Try, try to be more social than you normally are. Say stuff you wouldn't do or approach people who you wouldn't normally approach and be like, who the hell cares? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to be alone on your farm in South Carolina anyway. Totally. So. And and that's the worst. The Take worst case chances. is you're done at the end of the summer, which yeah. is what we just said. There's an end date. The what, other, what you'll regret is not having taken any chances. Totally. If you take a chance and fail, like whatever, at least you tried. That is exactly right. The other thing about that is you go to this town, like you can fucking be Johnny Cool. Yeah. You know, this is your chance. <laughs> this is your chance to make it happen. And also, here's the other thing, okay? The best person to meet is a referral. People trust people that other people they trust trust. Mm -hmm. Does that sentence make sense? People, people trust people. like to pe be set up. They want to be set up. Here's what you do. And I know we don't use Facebook, you don't, or go on Instagram and you make one of your posts. Hey, moving to, you know, blank town in, in South Carolina, looking to meet people. If anyone knows anyone in the area, let me know. Because over the summer, that's when this podcast pops off a little bit because people start having lonely moments. This is when we really add listeners. I'm at my internship. I've got nothing to do. What should I do? Oh, listen to this podcast. It'll give you something to do. Oh, I'm going to be in this town that's an hour outside of uh, Fuckville. Oh, you know what? My friend's an hour outside of Fuckville, too. You could use each other. Also, and, maybe look who's on tour if you like rock and roll or EDM or something or comedians or something. See who's coming on tour and like then you're going to have like a group of people that are aligned with interests that you already have and that might be a better place to meet people. Totally. And if you look up these people on tour, you say to the people at work, hey, I'm going to this concert uh, this week. That's something you're interested in. And then you say, do you want to come? You got nothing to do because you're in Fucktown, USA too. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Matt Ruby, so funny, great comic. Matt Ruby on Twitter, at RubyMatt on Instagram. Album is called Hot Flashes. Go get it. Go support. Cap'n Munch, Friar of Feathers, Sensei of Seduction, Ward of the Window Tap. I like that one. And the pioneer of a little finger in the butt ain't queer. <laughs> That's me. Let's get right into it. My wife and I are going to the beach for adult spring break, Memorial Day weekend. It's coming up. Three of our good couple friends. Okay? So it's four couples going away for an adult I'm spring. I'm already. I love the sound of this. <laughs> I like that they're married. I like that this has been planned out. This is fun. We all like to drink and play games, so we've made our way through all the classics. Pong, flip cup. Day, baseball, dizzy bat, etc. quite a bit. This is where I need help that only the titan of tailgates, soundbite, shellbow, and an OKP can bring. Original key player. <laughs> what are some B-sides that we can hit up to throw some variety into the weekend? What are your favorite, odd, or underrated things to get the party right? I'm talking drinking games, beach games, Pandora, playlists, hangover cures. All of us are starting 30, uh, staring 30 squarely in the face, so we don't get these opportunities too often, and if I'm going to be uh, have a terrible two-day hangover, I want to make it worthwhile. Toast preach. A still devastated Falcons fan. What do we think? Any suggestions for their four couples on a long weekend trip? I got a few in mind. What do you think? I would like to reframe what is happening here and say instead of trying to hang on to this youthful exuberance towards playing drinking games to si sure. to take this as an approaching sign of some amount of maturity okay. that you don't need a fucking game to drink. 
<laughs> that you don't need to bring in plastic cups or play cornhole. But they want to go back be to a, act like a little child <laughs> for the rest of your life. You're goddamn married. You're 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 on a road trip with four other married couples. You're sure. a grown up. Start acting like a fucking grown up. You can get fucked up. You can get drunk. You can. You all want to sleep with each other anyway, which is the subtext of this. All your distractions <laughs> that you're trying to to hide These from each other because you all got fuck. you all yeah. got married too young, okay. and now you're all going on vacation. You see Betsy in the bikini, and you're like, sure. can't stop thinking about it as you're cooking dinner, and you're like, oh, we should play, you know, uh, flip cup. No. That's not what's happening here. Just start being honest with yourself about who you are, the age you are, and what's happening in your life. And, you know, I'm sorry. It's not going to be solved by a Pandora playlist. Okay. That's that's my answer that the, this man has to confront so many I other like things. I like the perspective. I like that you're bringing him back to Besides what he's actually talking about yeah. in this question. But I'm sure you, uh, you being the king of tailgates, <laughs> is that the right? Czar. <laughs> the czar yeah. of tailgates can direct him in a more micro-centric uh, way. I understand everything you're saying. And I agree with a lot of it. Is there an age that you should stop playing flip cup? No. Beer pong. No. no. At no age. I think especially there's no age when you're going to the fun zone. I think they're like what they're doing, they're going to like the way I imagine it. And this isn't this is I'm putting my own deets to his story. Um, I imagine because I did a trip like this two summers ago, maybe we went to South Carolina. You were married? I was married two summers ago. Nice. So, no, I went just to for the trip. I was just for we the got trip. it annulled right after. I, I went with a few couples, friends of mine from college who were all married. And I was the one single guy in the whole trip. Oh, that is rough. <clears throat> rough, but I'm friends with all of them. And it was yeah, fun. It's still a and, dynamic, and, though. And it's the still dynamic, a dynamic. But for me, it was my friend's house, his parents' house. And they had a boat, and we could go on the boat. And like we were confined to this one area of, like, of a weekend. So... I do agree. I don't want to play beer pong or flip cup when I'm like out on a Saturday night. I do when I'm like going to camp, so to speak, drinking camp, which is what they're doing. I want to make sure that we have like things along. The, you know, I Act- want to do activities. some activities yeah. to really just be fucking idiots within the confines of this bounce house that we're walking into. So I do understand where he's like, we want to fill up the bounce house with shit to do that could make us act like idiots while at the same time we know we're going back to being, you know, curmudgeonly, I'm not fucking standing at this bar, 30-year-olds, which I do understand as well. I see there's two sides of the coin, the party coin. What I would say to him, there's a few things he can do, okay? Playlist, you do themed playlists for every day. So country day, pop stars of the 90s day, you do new new pop stars, Disney Channel heroes. Do all those types of playlists. Get them themed because that will be fun. You know, crooners. We do you do one day where it's, you know, I like St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I'm a big fan of theirs. Their Pandora station is just all like, you know, that like of music. So I would do the music should always be themed because then that encourages the theme of, you know, of your party for the day. All the games that they say with beer pong and flip up, those are all fun. Dizzy bat, great. I would say also, what makes this great is that it's couples. Four couples, you get to watch you each other. You know what he wants you to say, right? He wants me to 
have a key party. I understand. Or strip poker or something here. Here's like, that, what you, that's what he's leading. Here's, but here's what he and needs. And be like, you know what this guy on this podcast said we should do? I mean, I'm, I think it's ridiculous, but you know what he told us to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this guy, he's saying that we should all get blown by, you know, put it, everyone, <laughs> yeah, you should play play the, uh, the, the shell game of blowjobs. Yeah. So just like put everyone's put their wife under each different shell or husband under each shell. We all go down on each other and mix and match. No. But what I do think they should do is have an Olympics. So what they should have is each couple is a team for the weekend and you score each game as one point. What so, if, what if you mix up the couples? Well, I think you put the couples together for this one reason. The best part about being a couple is having other and, couples that are worse than you. Having an enemy is very important. This is important. Yeah. Common enemy is what that's really what love is. That's what keeps a couple together. So, yeah. how do we strengthen this guy's relationship while ruining all the other relationships? If they're good, <laughs> this Olympic thing will be great because it will become fodder for bed later that night. So, you want to create as many games that create tension between the couples as possible. So, Pictionary. You go old school on this. That's worth a point. You do Cards Against Humanity. You know, you make all these games have a worth to them. So you do you do I like the having some stakes. Stakes involved. Yeah. And you'll have a gold medal, bronze, silver for the weekend, and then a loser, loser is the fourth place. And you make it so every game has a point total to it. So it's like, you know, like summer camp. I went to camp growing up. You have color war at the end of camp. Camp's divided into two teams, and every sport is worth a certain amount of points. This is what you do with your games. You make every game that you play worth a certain amount, and all the couples, you throw 100 bucks into the pot, well, then you and can first also place gets the majority, second place gets their money back, third and fourth get nothing. I like it, and I think you can expand beyond games that way. As soon as you start having points, it can be an entire just sort of betting scenario of like, totally. you, you know what, uh... Two teams are going to make meatloaf. Who's who's going to make the better is, meatloaf? Whoever where, whoever makes the better one by vote gets a hundred points. You're exactly right. Now Cooking every, competitions. Now everything is in play. Everything is in play. Everything you do over the course of this couple's weekend is a team sport that you're competing against the other couples with. Because the prize needs to be big at the end. Yeah, everyone throws a hundred bucks in. Now you you know, or everyone throws in a, an amount of money, or everyone someone pays for the cleaning crew for the house, but. What I'm saying is this is great twofold because it creates events for the for the thing. If you have a boat with a little ski thing on it, whoever stays up can go in and out of the wake the most. Couples. You know, these, this is what I'm saying. It opens up, just like you said, the cooking, skiing, drinking. All of these things become Life worth points. Life is a points. game at that point. There it is. Now we have a fun weekend. Now you're going to see which couple is the strongest and which one is on the rocks because they're going to start fighting in between games. Now you go back to bed with your wife and you're like, can you believe the fucking shit? That they're saying to each other during Pictionary. It's a very amazing race. I love it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Matt Ruby at Matt Ruby on Twitter. Ruby Matt on Instagram. Hot Flash is the album. We ought to sponsor people. Who? I like this sponsor. Let me tell you. <clears throat> movement. I talk about movement a lot on this podcast. Uh, they had the watches. Um, there were college dropouts. Now they're... I feel like their story keeps changing, Shelby. They started as two college guys looking for nice watches. Now they're college dropouts. That's how well the watch business went. <laughs> That's how, now they, now they, <laughs> everyone loves a struggle story. 
company has grown like so they started at 2 million watches sold in 160 companies countries they continue to revolutionize fashion on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank i don't think i don't know if you have checked out the site lately but they have doubled their number of watch styles and are still expanding so i love movement because uh they're good looking clean watches and sunglasses i love the sunglasses sunglasses I wear them all the time. You can see them on my Instagram story. I'll be wearing them all summer. They're clean. They don't look like you're trying to be something you're not. And I always compare it to Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. He always has the white collar with the white cuffs, and he looks like a rich person. Whenever someone not rich wears the white collar and white cuffs, they look like they're dressed up for Halloween as a rich person. It just doesn't look right. Movement is the right place to be. It just looks clean and fashionable. And they've come uh, far from being a crowdfunded kids working out of a living room. Past year, they've not uh, they've not only introduced a ton of new watch collections for both men and women, but also expanded the sunglasses, I told you. Fashion forward bracelets for her. Oh, they all look good. So movement watches start at just 95 bucks at a department store. It's like $400, $500. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup. <laughs> they figured out that online takes out the brick and mortar? Pioneers. They didn't <laughs> provide the best possible price. Classic design, quality, construction, style, minimalism. So here's where J Train gives you some money. You're welcome. This is how it works. You tickle my nuts. I tickle your nuts. You tickle my nuts. Feathers all around. 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash JTrain. That's MVMT.com slash JTrain. MVMT.com slash JTrain. 15% off with free shipping, free returns. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to MVMT.com slash JTrain. Movement.com slash JTrain. MVMT.com slash JTrain. Join the movement. You're good at reading those. I can do a read. Prince of Promo. I know what I'm doing. Hi, J Train, Shelby, and or esteemed guest. Insert feather compliments here. I've been dating my boyfriend for several months now. He's really the best. Supportive, caring, is really good at coming up with thoughtful surprises. I'm totally a bore with surprises. So I really wanted to be creative for his birthday this year. But it turns out his mom is getting married the same weekend the day before. The same weekend the, uh, the day before. It turns out his mom was getting married the same weekend as kind of rude of mom to schedule Fucking her wedding <laughs> right around his birthday. I was invited, so I'll be there with him that weekend. Thank goodness. But the wedding's in a tiny town that I know nothing about. We'll be flying in, so won't, we won't have the freedom of having a car either. I feel like this kind of limits your usual suggestion about experiences as gifts. I know that I could always do something when we get back, and I probably will. But I want to have to at least have uh, a little something on his actual birthday too. How can I help him feel special on a weekend that's so extremely focused on someone else? Totes preach. What do you think? She's going to the wedding. Well, first of all, do the birthday celebration. I'm with you on the experiences over stuff thing. Yeah. We'll get back to that in a minute. Do whatever you're going to do, the celebration, the gift, whatever it is. Do it the weekend before mm. and be like, you know, your mom's wedding. Set it up. First of all, drag it out. 
hype it up a little bit. Yeah. Be like, you know, it's your mom's wedding. I want to save that space, but I really want to do something nice for you on your birthday. So we're going to do insert X, Y, or Z and do that the weekend before with the added bonus. Make sure it's a good one. And then throughout the weekend at mom's wedding, he's going to have something to brag about with, oh, you know what we did last weekend? <laughs> oh, advice. mom, isn't she great? Yeah. Oh, you, you just get to play. You've turned this your your one day thing into a months long win sure. for you if you approach it in that way. That's the great, that's such great advice. It's perfect reasoning. I love how it's now <laughs> that the gift is about her getting the the the, the pat on the back for the That's gift. Every gift. Which is, is great. Poor. I agree with that wholeheartedly. The other thing about that is with birthdays now, with all the Facebook birthdays, all the stuff, we are all tired of our birthday after it's done. By the time it's don't over. Don't do it the week after. Don't Bad do it idea. the week Bad after. Bad idea. Get ahead of it. I didn't even think of all the praise you're going to get oh, milk it. at the wedding, but this is a great advice. You should do it the weekend before. Get your gift or whatever you're going to do at home. Do it before the wedding. I completely agree. And I will add in, this is, I think women usually know this stuff, but men don't realize, men think it's about like how much they spend or the, the stuff. It's such a simple thing. What you need to do is write, you got to plan in advance, which men mm. are not good at. But that's the, start right now writing down every single thing he mentions that he likes. Mm. Something that could be a good future gift. Do not get it for him right then. Just make a note of it either mentally or have some list on your, you know, the mm. notes app or something like that. Then when it's time for birthday time, get him something that he's already told you that he likes and then you remembered. And this is especially good for mm. dudes buying gifts for girls because what women want the most is that you're attentive. And that, that you've thought you li- of them. You actually listened. Totally. You listened to me is actually the gift that you're giving someone when you do Let that. Me- let me give this girl a piece of advice. I know exactly what's on the top of his list. I don't even know him, and I know exactly what's at the top of his list. Blowjob. <laughs> I was going to say coupon for blowjob. 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 I don't know. She should be doing that anyway. I don't even like putting that in the gift realm, because then we've 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 taken it out of the just he, normal interaction. Totally agree. I want selfish blowjob. Let me add another. He wants the king of blowjob is... Don't worry about me. This is a you day. And if you've been together a while, I'm sure, you know, blowjobs all come with, you know, you know, we're not DJ Khaled. You know, we, uh, <laughs> you know, we go down and then she goes down and we. There's usually but, some reciprocity. Exactly. Yes. You have a no. Re- a you, DJ Khaled blowjob. You, you That's give what him you a, want. You want to give him a DJ Khaled blowjob. <laughs> That's what the coupon should say. Give him the one. Yeah, one Khaled. <laughs> one DJ Khaled blowjob. Have it printed yes. out. And, and give it to him on the flight on the way to the place. That's actually a pretty brilliant gift. That's I gotta the say. gift. <laughs> DJ Khaled. A coupon. DJ Khaled coupon for a blowjob. <laughs> and what you do, you get him down and listen, you're not. And it's all about, and blowjob is basically the male massage. You sit down, you go in, you don't have to do anything. All, that's all he wants. I promise you. No guy, blowjob, you know, they're like pizza. I, I, I definitely am on board with a lot of this. The only thing I don't like is encouraging the idea that women are such elevated creatures that they just never even have to do anything for a gift other than, like, to me, that should be normal functioning within a relationship and this idea that like men are supposed to go out and buy shit all the time and have like these incredible adventures planned and all this and like a woman's like yeah i gave him head 
<laughs> we're even. Well, like, maybe, I, don't, but, I don't like that as the framework that we're all buying into. She's, as a but I, I think this is just specifically for what she's asking. She's like, I'm going to the wedding. Maybe she saves that for the weekend of, but she does something nice from the weekend before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The okay. weekend before, she's already saying she wants to do something otherwise. Right, I like But that. she's stuck on this like island of a vacation that, with the mom's wedding. The blowjob that's going to happen, you could even push it off for after the wedding, and you could be talking about it through the wedding. That's a fun, dirty, nasty thing. Your mom's wedding, you're talking, to, you're looking at him being like, wait, I'm fucking blowing Maybe he pulls out the coupon yeah. like, right after the uh, ceremony. There huh? we go. He's, hold, he's touching. At the reception. He's touching the coupon in mid-speech. <laughs> makes eye contact well, with little, you. That's a little Does creepy. a little DJ Khaled reference. He's a, he does, a, as DJ Khaled once said, looks at you, goes back to his speech. This is all fun. And it goes into the experience gift that I've always talked about. But let me tell you about, if you're a woman listening, blowjob. Very, we're very simple creatures. And we don't even want to know why you're doing it, how you're doing it, what made it so. Blowjob. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I have something to add on this whole DJ Khaled sure. front. I've never seen Twitter as outraged. <laughs> Nothing has ever outraged. stirred up uh, the the massive liberal, like easily offended, you know, pro feminist people that I follow <laughs> on Twitter. Nothing has ever offended anyone as much as TJ Khaled say, saying he won't go down on his wife, which has me rethinking everything that we're like from a foreign policy perspective. Sure, like we want liberals to support whatever Trump does. If I'm in the Trump administration, I'm not like, oh, Kim Jong-un is developing nuclear weapons. I'm like, Kim Jong-un doesn't go down on his wife. <laughs> this is how we change and then, things. And then Twitter's like, well, we got to destroy him. We gotta, he I mean, must be is, destroyed. Yeah. This, is, this cannot stand. It's nu- a, it, nukes it, we can live with. It was a very interesting thing. I saw a story on Twitter, like, and the, the title was, so who is DJ Khaled's wife? And you're like, we're literally sitting there going, who is this this woman, this dust of a vagina? <laughs> you know, like it's like now we're interested. It's it's weird that our artists have to be better people than people. Yeah, well, someone you know, sent like, me a video they, of like a supercut of of him like taunting his wife, and one of them is like she's doing yoga, and he just keeps walking by, and he's just like, get that yoga in. Get that yoga He's in. He's saying that to his wife? <laughs> yes, throughout. Her, oh, my yeah, God. She's telling him to shut the fuck up. But <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. I don't know anything about them. So I'm just like, oh, you, all of you are missing the point. But okay. Sure. Well, it also shows like we, Shelby, you got something? There's one where he was, she's like taking boxing lessons. He's standing there like, oh, you got to fight. You got to learn. She stops being like, shut the fuck up. Oh, my Get God. He sounds like an aw- Can you imagine being in that relationship? I can't. It's awful. But it's also hilarious that we're all sitting here being like, we trusted you with motivation. <laughs> yeah. How could you be someone? We don't know anybody. Let's stop. We, we think we know these people. And it's like, just know that you like one thing they do. And that's it. Yes, I agree. I agree. And yeah, God, the whole thing is fucking absurd. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, this is actually an interesting thing because, you know, talking about deal breakers. Sometimes can can I one more thing on him? The the idea that he's a king, right? Isn't that the whole premise of it? I didn't actually watch anything he said. He claimed that kings don't go down on their queens. But you know what? You can yeah, and that's why the queen's always fucking the pool boy. 
You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, there's something also to be said for being a king who's like turning well, on, turning on your woman and making sure she's satisfied, and putting that in the framework of of royalty as well. That like, well, these maybe are, you have, maybe your queen isn't there just because she's like your slave, but like you really turn her on and she well, likes you. A lot of the people that were mad at him on Twitter were taking it as he made this conscious decision to not go down on women. I don't think it's that's the case. This is a learned trait. His and I know this is something you don't talk about with your dad and grandpa. But I'm promising you his dad didn't go down on his, wa- on his wife. And I'm promising you the grandmother, his grandfather didn't go down on his grandma. Like, this is like one of those things that, like, you, you have in common innately with the people that brought you up. Well, he's Palestinian, too, right? So I, I, does that have anything to do? I don't, well, know. I don't know. We're two Jews. And, I, um, maybe the argument is Palestinians, they don't go down on their wives. And I don't know. As we deal with this conflict in Gaza, something for all of us to consider. <laughs> something we should consider <laughs> when you take your sides. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think that, like, like someone, I, I was talking about it with another comic, um, Sherrod Small. I was talking with him about it. We, that's who I saw the article. I was, was like, there for this conversation. You were there, and he like, goes, "Jamaicans are the same Jamaicans way." Jamaicans yeah. are the same way. He goes, "Jamaicans will not go down." Well, also on the Sopranos, Junior Soprano, like one of the first episodes, is all about like he can't, it can't, his mistress. He goes down and he's like, "You can't tell anyone." Yeah, like, no one can know that I like that. Eat, I like eating, going down, eating a woman's pussy. Yeah, yeah, and it's a this is a trait. This is passed down. This is generational. This is beyond. You know, you know, uh, liberal Twitter telling you but, to stop thinking that way. This is your religion. That's true. When I watched it on The Sopranos, it was truly shocking to me. Mm. I was like, really? There's people out there who think this way? <laughs> like, it had never occurred to me yeah. that you would be like, oh, yeah, I don't eat pussy because that's a, a form of weakness. Yeah, that's like, why I don't oh, eat no. Italian food. I'm protesting. <laughs> These Italians it's, it's, won't go down on their women, and I'm here to say it's wrong. Your carbs and, and yeast. You want none of it. <laughs> so sometimes on we'll play hypotheticals. Let's do a, a hypothetical. Let's see what you would do, okay? Everything's great with this person you're dating, except for this one thing. Do you keep going? Is it a red flag, but you keep going? Or is it a deal break, you end the relationship? Mm -hmm. They text like they're using AIM or a flip phone from the 90s. So instead of you, Y-O-U, they do you, the letter U. uh, Instead of Y-O-U-R, they do U-R. B R B T T Y L etc. They're they're really into that. Does mm-hmm. that bother you enough to end a relationship? No, that would be a silly thing to end a relationship. That's a silly thing. Also, I will say I kind of like when people are bad at text messaging. Like I, okay. I dated one girl and it would like take her like a day to respond, and I loved it. And, because and, because then like you know what I don't like is like feeling like I have a second job of fucking sure. replying to all these text messages. And it's like it's nice when it's just like one like three paragraph text mm-hmm. a day and we're staying in touch and then we see each other like on Thursday and make a plan and that's it. I'm like totally I get down it, you get it. That's I don't, the news. I don't, I'm trying to like lead my life less on my phone. So if, if you're if you're gonna be like kind of bad and out of touch over text, but like we get to hang out in person and it's good that way, I'm totally down. I for think that. it's a deal breaker for anyone who cares too much about this. Mm. Like, like it's like the grammar people, like, and the, you know, the I it always becomes about them more than it is the person doing it. The person writing you are isn't doing that to get you. They're not doing that in spite of you or to annoy you. It's not about you. It's not about you. And then the person who needs to correct you and needs to, you know, let you know that you did Y O U R E wrong or whatever it is. That's about them putting themselves on you. You're a text Nazi. You're a text Nazi. So those people bother me more because I was thinking about it the other day, 
some girl. Can we correct, call it a, a Totsie? A, a Totsie. You're a Totsie. <laughs> I, I had a girl correct me who I knew. And I was like, and it was for one of these, I do these videos on Instagram stories where it's like shit guys think or shit guys text. And they take whatever I say and they write it underneath. <clears throat> so the person who, I don't make them. I go make the video and then I leave and then they edit them and, you know, make them look good. So the person who made it wrote out what I said. I used the word pamphlet and they spelled pamphlet wrong. Anyone who needed to come and let me know that pamphlets spell wrong is an insane fucking asshole because they got it. They knew what I said. They could hear what yeah. I said. I probably just saw it. And I'm like, oh, Jared's stupid. And then I went on with my whatever. Life. Yeah, I, that, I guess he doesn't know how to spell pamphlet. Fine, yeah. but you letting me know, it's not like that person ever comes back two weeks later and is like, hey, do you, do you know pamphlet? <laughs> Have you figured it out yet? I just want to make sure you don't mess up again. They don't care about you. How did you spell it? I have no, I didn't spell it. Oh, okay. The person making the video, but oh, I, because I put it out and I'm on the video, that oh, everyone thinks I made it, and I, I really don't care. To me, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the person who made it texts me being like, hey, I messed up a word, so I want to send you the right, and I go... Yeah, but it's already up. I'm not going to take it down because of a stupid. Well, I, it's not like it said. It's not like it said Boise. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I think you're right. I want to go on a tangent off of this though, sure. because I feel like you're more in touch with the kids than I am. Like when someone takes their phone out and puts it on the table sure. when you're like just out having drinks and then like keeps checking it all the time oh, yeah, when it's yeah, out yeah. on the table. At what point am I in the right to be like, hey, can you put your phone away? Because I like it's making me like feel uncomfortable hmm. with our interaction. I I think. Um, this is a subject, if you're on a date, it's rude. I think a date, it's rude. If you're with a close friend of 100 years, it's not that rude. Like, I think it's just like, I could if it was my best friend of years, and they were looking at their phone and talking to me in between talk, mm -hmm. and it didn't get in the way of our, obviously, if it didn't get to the point of like, are we, we're not even, you're not hearing me every time we talk. Then I'd be like, okay, that's how we, you know, that that would be totally fine. I think it's depend. I think it's relationship dependent. So I think it's like if someone I'm like having a meeting with, phone out, looking at it. Like sometimes this podcast, whenever I do the podcast, I take my phone and I put it over there and I plug it in. It's out of my face. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people come on and they're on their phone, and I'll be like, or if I'm ever a guest on someone's podcast, I always put my phone away. Because I'm like, this is what yeah. I signed up. I signed up for the hour. So sometimes, I think in that specific thing, and they're saying, ah, I got other shit to do. Because I feel like every time someone takes their phone out and checks it, it's a little bit like they're giving me the finger. Like really? every, Just a slight, like it's like a micro finger. Like every single time it happens. So it's like, you know, I agree with you though. If we're, if we're like best friends and we're hanging out for like eight hours, like yeah. whatever, get on your phone and send some texts. But if it's like, I haven't seen you in like three weeks or it is a date or like, I'm not sure if it's a date or something like that. And then you're just like constantly like fidgeting with your phone and checking shit sure. all the time. It's like, you're not even replying to a text. You're just like looking at stuff. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. You know what I've been doing with people with this actually? And I've noticed myself doing it is taking text breaks. Yes, like, that's a good idea. I'll I like be that. talking with someone. Every, there'll be a lull in the conversation. Every half hour, you want to do a text break. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm on board for that because we all secretly want to check our phones sure. all the time. Let me check in. I'm and see just what's the one who's on. being polite enough to not do it. Yeah. Is how I feel. I'm like, of course, I would rather be like looking at someone more interesting than you yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> there's, there's someone in a bikini on my phone right now, looking at the slot machine on yeah, my phone. Like, yeah, but, like I'm, I'm able to like pass this uh, marshmallow test of paying attention <laughs> to you. 
and you're this unable is, to do the same. This is on the subject, actually, the right, next email right. about texting. I could feel it. I could sense Flaky it. Flaky or foolish? Okay. What's up, Papa JT, King of Brunch, the day-drinking de- deity? Ooh, day-drinking deity. I like that. Need some guidance. I met a girl a year ago, spent two months hanging every other weekend or so, and it was awesome. Okay. I've never had so much fun with a girl before. She's smart, funny, driven, sexy, and attending law school. She's, however, the biggest flake of all time. After going back and forth and uh, back and forth and her echoing the same sentiment of feelings I had, she fell off the face of the earth. That's not a good sign, buddy. She attributes this to law school, which I can, can't totally fault. I sent feeler texts here and there. But uh, refused to barrage her because I am not desperate and certainly don't, didn't want to put that vibe out there. Once every three months or so, we reconnect, and it's like we never left off. It's like a rinse and repeat cycle, and though I don't crawl back, if she asks, I answer. How much stock do I place in her busyness? Is she just that flaky? Am I a loser for sticking around? Love the podcast. Keep up. Any advice would, be a, uh, would help. What do you think? You're not a loser. Just know what it is. Like if you're thinking that this is some uh, like high stakes, like deep mm. romance, and it's just a question of time, like it's just like uh, this is just a recurring, you know, fuck buddy. That's all that's happening, right? Yeah, I I think um, I do want to start expe- by the expectation level should be adjusted to meet the reality of what the relationship actually it's is. It's all about and if that's okay with you, yeah, then go for it. And if it's not. Break it off, but the problem will be if you have some outsized expectation for what it is, and the reality is it's down here. Right now, this is like a gender flip to me. Like mm. we very often the emails are from the other side. The girl saying he's so busy. Do I believe it or not? You know what's going on? And usually the answer, and what I would like to believe is that we're all like ten percent away from each other. We all feel and have the same things going on in our lives. This girl is just like you. She knows what she's doing. She knows what's happening, but she's putting you in a segment of her life where she's like, here's the, on the list of things she has in the priority, it's law school, friends, or family, law school, friends, and then fun. And then you are in that fun section. You're in that. Who else is in that section is what I want to know. Who else? Maybe it's nobody. Maybe it's somebody. Maybe you're just that. And I think the expectations, you have to expect from her the same thing she's expecting you. She's expecting from you a diversion and a sexy night and a every now and again that's fun and different than her normal well, family. Do we, do we know what she's expecting? Because I also sense a real lack of communication here. She's expecting nothing from him. Well, uh, like, do they even talk about this? Like, what's the actual dialogue he, between them? Well, like, what he ha- seems to be, like, inventing a scenario a lot in his head. And, like, what's what's her version of this story what, is well, what I would like to What hear. he said yeah. in the email, her echoing the same sentiments of feeling I had. So he's like, I've never had more fun. I enjoy this person's company. He probably went, and then he said that to her. I'm having the best time. I've really liked you. I feel like we connect. We have a great time. She says, totally on board with all of those, and then disappears. So she disappeared because she knew... She couldn't give you what you would want as a next step. So that's why you go back to the cycle. The cycle is, hey, I'm just going to fuck you and have the fun night that I have with you, but I can't be canceling law school for you. I can't be canceling good friends for you. I can't cancel family for you. And I think what you said is like totally right, where it's like you, like, if he just expects that, he is fine. 
I think, and also to say, you're not a loser for sticking around and you're not a loser for answering her because you should be, look at this from your selfish point of view. Selfish point of view. Every time I'm with her, I feel great. So, okay. Take when you'll get it and when you're not. But I think what's happening between the lines here is that he's not okay with it. Totally not. Like that he wants yeah. more and he's not getting it and he's trying to like convince himself that he's cool with it. But, but like, he'll I don't never he really convince, is. he'll never convince her to be more. Unfortunately, and I hate giving this advice, but probably the best way to convince her that would be to like break it off and be like, "I'm not going to keep doing this. I, this is what I want." I'm not. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed to work I, thing, but I think it might be the best. I think scenario. the second best. I I agree. I don't think taking a line in the sand and being like, "Yeah, can't meet up." I think going with it as long as you can, where it's still fun. So like, go with the flow where it's like, "Listen, man." You see her out, like like let's say he gets it. Like if you go, let's say this guy goes on other dates. I, I think he should still go on dates, still meet new girls, still rate girls based on the feeling he had on her. Okay. So I like you were gonna say based on their looks. No, no, no. <laughs> we do that here too. You should keep a database based on their looks. No, but I'm saying like right. the the feeling you get with her. Okay, so yeah. that's the top level right now. The girls you meet in the future, you should. Put them against that top level feeling. If you don't feel that, then that's a good barometer for when you should leave those relationships. Let's say you get in a relationship. Well, can I put in something sure. with that though? Is also it's like she also becomes like this idealized. First of all, I've dealt with situations like this before, yeah. so I'm, I'm speaking for personal. You can put someone in that sort of scenario, then they become this sort of idealized partner of everything. Oh, if I only could be with this person sure. all the time, everything yeah, would be perfect. amazing because she's not actually there. Yeah, she doesn't. He doesn't have to like be in the the mud and the muck and the mire of what a real relationship is when sure. someone isn't always it's not always once every three months and it's a blast it's like a pain in the ass sometimes and working sure. through all that whereas some other girl that he meets is just like who's actually available might not seem as appealing to him because she's not some sort of like mirage that he's yeah. envisioned in the desert i i hear that i my thing that i'm comparing with is just like that feeling of like Oh, our back and forth is great. Yeah, this is you know I'm this is that. that that type. I'm I agree with what you're saying. Like this uh, this girl that you're talking about is not a perfect person. Yeah, no, you but like having that vibe, having that I'm, vibe, I'm vibing you, with this person in the same in is, a way that's comparable to that. And yeah. it is nice to have a vibe with someone. You're like, oh, that's what it feels like to be in a right relationship. This girl, um, I mean, she's gonna find someone to be with at some point, which is like that's the other thing of the other thing with it is like you obviously didn't convince her in that way as a future person for now for now yes so yeah. you need to be available but not available available but not pushing and go and live your life yeah i mean the i, I think we're kind of saying the same thing sure. i feel like the thing that i would add in is like don't keep repeating the exact same behavior and then expecting different results. Sure. So like if you're happy with the results that you're getting, then keep doing the same thing. If you're not happy with the results that you're getting, then it's time to change something. Yeah, maybe next time she's like, hey, law school's done. Maybe you're busy too. Maybe uh, you got Be proactive. Say it now. Yeah. Or you say, hey, I got... Or you'd be proactive of asking her to do stuff and be like, Either hey. way, something different. But don't I, keep doing the same thing and then be mad when you get the same results. And But also don't ask for, I think the his thing, it sounds like he's like ready to be like, hey, I'm ready to make this a relationship. You should want that. He should more be like, hey, let me know when law school's done. I'm going to this thing next week, this concert, this, you know, I, I want to do things with you. I think... His plan should be to grow the relationship in whatever way he can until she's like, hey, I've canceled every time because I don't want to be with you. And I I'm agree. Just trying yeah, to be nice. stand up for what you want. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I want to do some news. Are you ready, Shelby? Matt Ruby here, at Matt Ruby on Twitter, Ruby Matt on Instagram. The album, Hot Flashes, iTunes, anywhere you get albums, let's do it. I like, uh, let's do some news. We did, we were, we're expanding the news segment. We do only the important stories. Channing Tatum just wished his estranged wife, Jenna Dewan, happy Mother's Day. See, this is one of those stories. He's not allowed to wish his wife a happy or his ex a happy Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, what, what is the actual story? That's that's <laughs> it. Well, the actual story is it's so interesting. That's the title. That's the clickable title is Channing Tatum wishes estranged wife a so, happy Mother's I Day. Need, I need some more drama here. So far, it sounds fine. The on Sunday Mother's Day, the actor posted on Instagram, "Happy Mother's Day, everybody." Jenna, happy Mother's Day, baby. Mama, happy Mother's Day. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful sunset. Love you guys. It's Wh- so what a funny. Dick. What a dick. Motherfucker. Well, it's so funny that he has to do this. Well, he's... Uh, he couldn't just... He's got to post a video. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, well, we've gotten how, insane. We all have to do it now, right? So what, right? why is he any better or worse than the rest of well, us? Well, this is what I'm saying. He couldn't... If, if Channing Tatum just called... And said, "Hey, babe. Uh, hey, if they're let's say they're on the best terms that you could be with an ex-wife, he calls her and he goes, just want to say Happy Mother's Day.' Would the fans in his life look at him as a bad dad to this kid? Does that make any sense?" Uh, no, I don't think they Do you would. think he's getting a certain amount of heat? I think there's also, if you st- establish a precedent of doing it all the time and then you stop, then it's suspicious. That's why I, I would, if I was, just never be public about that shit at all. Yeah. I, w- I, I mean, I don't do Happy Mother's Day to my mom on social media. And I stopped. And at one time last year, I posted a picture of Ramona Singer from The Housewives. <laughs> and I was like, Happy Mother's Day. And my mom texted me. She's like... Who is that? What's going on? <laughs> and mom, she, you were cheating on your mom for yeah, Mother's Day. Yeah, well, she got mad, and it's so interesting to me because just like in the Sorry. way that like Channing Tatum, in his Happy Mother's Day to all mothers, he also has to do... Did he All Lives Matter Mother's Day? <laughs> he did. He goes, he Happy did? Mother's Day, everybody. To all mothers? Oh. Jenna, and then he has to put in at the end, hey, also the mom to my kid. Can't all lives matter Mother's Day? You can't. Not all mothers matter. But like my mom was mad at me because she's like looking at her friends, being like, they're all getting these glowing, right, crazy right. posts. Where the fuck is my post? Did you write a nice card. I did. I sent G- a card. Yeah, give her something to hang on the fridge. That's what moms like more anyway. We're sponsored people. Zip recruiter. Zip recruiter. Hiring every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online, just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations revolutionize how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post jobs on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applicants you receive, so you never miss a great match. The great candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. So listen, 
You got a small business, big business, you're working on HR, this is how you do it. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free, free, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's that next story, Shelby? This is a star, Justin Hartley, claims a fan sexually harassed him. Now, This Is Us is the show on NBC that everyone cries about every episode. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Haven't seen it. Twitter sphere is really into This Is Us. Every somebody like dies in a fire, gets cancer. Yeah, or... yeah. <laughs> every episode. Yeah, is a new trauma. It's like an emotional black mirror. It, it really. I, I, I think you're very spot on with that yeah. description. Justin Hartley plays the trainer, right? I mean, I've never seen it. He plays the trainer for the woman. They're doing like a biggest loser type of thing. I think I don't watch the show, but he's a gorgeous man. Okay. And he claims he was sexually harassed by a fan. The star said a super fan approached him and his friends at a table at a restaurant in Chicago. And he says, this woman who I don't know, a stranger to me, recognized me and started screaming Going crazy, he told the magazine Good Housekeeping. Good Housekeeping. <laughs> she ran over and started kissing me. He then told the woman to back away as she in- had invaded his personal space. I don't, said, no. <laughs> you don't going. walk up to people that you do not know and put your mouth in their face. If I did that to you, I would be in prison. Please do not do that. And yada, yada, he whines a bunch more. I mean, does this make him look bad or what? I mean, I felt like if you that happened to you, you'd be coming like, this is some crazy shit that happened to me in Tampa over the weekend. It'd like, be crazy. <laughs> I would say it's crazy, but I, 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 I want to take his, this is like the unfairness of male versus female. Well, also, like, the word harassment, it's pretty loaded these it's days. It's loaded. It's pretty loaded. Like, I'm not I, sure this qualifies. When I hear this story, I think of like, he said it was in Chicago. I feel like it's like an 800 pound woman with a Chicago Cubs t-shirt on being like, I love you! And like coming up and giving him kisses and being like, I just need to touch you. And I do understand where he'd be like annoyed or like, hey, you got to stop, whatever. But like to come out in a magazine and call it harassment. Come on, dude. Well, if it's Chicago, it's harassment. Harassment. <laughs> I was sexually harassed. A different version. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anything. That's when they put cheese on it. I don't know who this guy is. I'm happy for him that he has fans. It sounds like a great story. I'm, like, his life worked out well. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look at him. Yeah. I want to hug and kiss him right now myself just looking at him. Well, I think we need to define sexually harassed because that doesn't sound like it was it. It does kind of feel like this guy's trying to get in on the movement. Yeah. And then he when said. You say, when you talk about it that way from a fan coming up and kissing and hugging you and then you call it sexual harassment, it feels like you're trying to find yeah. your own struggle. Did he literally say it or was it the headline given to this piece? He literally said it. In the quote, he said it. All right. Multiple times. All right. He said also after like he went, hey, get away. They kind of like. She was embarrassed, so they sort of went, all right, like, let's kind of smooth things over. And then she left, came back, and asked for a photo. <laughs> and he was like, he said, no, I'm not taking a photo with you after, and this is a after quote, breaking... after you sexually harassed me. See, he seems, he seems like he loves himself too much. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know it reminds me of... A woman, I can understand it. I, I know well, this is not fair. The story that I felt like uh, in the whole Me Too thing that I was interested to hear more about was... Uh, what, what's that actor's name? The big, muscly black dude? I forgot his Terry name. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. That's, who, a, that's who, an interesting like, story. Like some, you know... W what M E agent or some high powered agent yes. in Hollywood and grabbed him and all this other stuff and then he, he claimed went to the in police. front of his wife right and that's like a whole fact like I just like clearly I get everything terrible happening to women but like I also think that brings in a, it's almost like a fascinating like control group to sure. bring into this of like well this is like a huge man who can beat up this other man and yet he's subjected to this stuff too just how much of it is like this power dynamic and within Hollywood especially and like I feel like that just got kind of swept under the rug and could have had more interesting conversations yeah. around it totally agree did you hear about Brandon Frazier 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 yeah what, what happened to him he was in some like he hasn't been he hasn't been in movies for like a decade it's been a while but he's made some like comeback and some Showtime show and some other ones. So they did like a profile of him in like GQ or Esquire of like, oh, Brendan Fraser, he's having sure. a comeback. And apparently, like in the past like 10, 12 years, he was also at a party and some like agent or like executive guy goosed him, like came up and put his finger, you know, behind him. And his goosed butt. him? Yeah, you know, like you never heard that? <laughs> I think I have, but I want to hear you explain it. What's a goosing? Like, you know, oh, you, yeah, the listeners can't see. There's a motion going on with a hand with his, that you is know, you uh, like sort of flicking. someone's ass, sort of. Okay, like credit card swipe the ass yeah. kind of thing. Okay. And, but this guy, he might have even been more aggressive. Sure. With him, like, kind of. And, like, Brendan Fraser said, like, was, like, fucked up because of it. And that, like. Really? Didn't lead him to, well, like, the, go out the, for this. This is the Fraser sh- story that you're telling and the Terry Crews story gets lessened by this dude. Yeah, yeah. Like well, this, this guy's a joke. I don't even know what. Yeah, he's doing. this is a joke. I mean, well, he's using a term that he should not be using multiple times. Yeah, and and no one gets mad at him because he's on the popular show. This is us, and <laughs> you can't really say anything. And but Terry Crews' story, I agree. That was one that I was like, because at that point, this is a guy who could literally beat the living hell out of you, yeah. and because. You have this power dynamic of, of embarrassing well, him in front of the That's what's fascinating. Of You're removing like the physical component from it. Like, sure. like Harvey Weinstein's like a beast who can like crush any of these people he's doing this stuff to. This is like a role reversal from from a physical perspective. Sure. Yet still the power imbalance led it to a point where he this guy felt like he could get away with it. What other area of life would that guy have ever tried to do that shit but, with someone like Terry Crews? But wouldn't like just if that happened, if wouldn't sort of like who who would maybe even believe that that happened, or maybe I Terry Crews wouldn't want it to seem like oh a guy accidentally brushed his. He ass doesn't want to talk about it. There's the manliness issue yeah, yeah. with it. Like I, it's, it's totally yeah. Terry Crews' choice to go public with it is also fascinating. Sure, it's it's that's more interesting, and I and I don't think it's funny though that the line like I I think of Terry Crews as being somewhat brave to come out with that. Mm-hmm. Where I look at this guy, Justin Hartley, you know, complaining about some fucking Chicago and kissing him on the cheek and being like so pumped to see him because they love his art, calling that. And I'm like, oh, dude, what the fuck's right? Come on. I, I, I want to look at him and be say, be a man. And I want to look at Terry and go, you, you were a man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I agree with you. Also, this guy won't be famous in three years and then he won't have to worry about it anymore. He'll be doing the fitness yeah. trainer on some other show. He'll be doing YouTube health videos. Well, Thank you, Matt Ruby, for coming on. This Thank was spectacular. You, I appreciate it. At Matt Ruby on Twitter, Ruby Matt on Instagram. Album is called Hot Flashes. Go by, go support. So funny. Shelby, thank you for bringing the news, popping in. Thanks for having me. 
at Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I am Jared Freed. We're every Tuesday and Friday. Um, this summer is going to be a blast with this podcast. We're coming to some places. Did I announce the dates? No, not in this Let one. me announce the dates right now. at our Because if you're here now, you might want to come to a show. So I am coming to your town. If you're living, I'm at the Borgata, May 20th through 25th in Atlantic City. I'm at Wisecrackers Mohegan Sun at Mohegan Sun Poconos, June 1st and 2nd. I'm at the Comedy Cellar Las Vegas, June 20th through 25th. I'm at Philadelphia, the Punchline, the 27th and the 29th. Atlanta, I'm at the Laughing Skull Lounge, uh, July 14th. Denver, Comedy Works, July 23rd. San Antonio, August 2nd through 5th. Uh, South Shore Music Hall, South Shore Music Circus out in the north, South Shore of Boston, uh, August 10th. Uh, Charlotte, the August 15th at the Comedy Zone. Nashville, Zanies, August 22nd and 23rd. And that's where I'm going to be. So I'd love to see you at those shows. Come on out. I'm on Instagram at Jared Free. We'll be back next episode. Boom.